Thank you for tuning in to the Social Cafe podcast. My name is Nietzsche Gassius, your host and secret cheerleader. I don't know who you are, but I'm already cheering you on. Today, we have a powerful story of redemption and perseverance from a life of crime, deportation, poverty, and discrimination within a foreign country to a life of purpose and happiness with two successful businesses. Because this is the first episode, what exactly is this podcast? If you're an entrepreneur, you've been thinking about it, or just generally have some good ideas, this podcast is the spot. We're all too familiar with the struggles, annoyance, and pain of entrepreneurship. Whether that's the idea, the execution, the setbacks, the lack of support, passion, or motivation. Trying to reach that personal success really can be a mess. This podcast is the answer to all that mess. Every episode, we're inviting entrepreneurs from all levels to speak from their personal experience of chasing a dream and overcoming it all. We're committed to providing you with inspiring stories of countless entrepreneurs. Each interview will cover topics such as the struggles and triumphs these individuals had to face in their personal life as well as their businesses. How they learned from those hardships and whether or not continuing down the same path was worth it. If you're looking for advice, strategies, blueprints, tools, and tricks on how to improve yourself or your business, this podcast is right for you. All right, so without further ado, let's get started. So once again, we have Carlton Casimir with us. Yo, I'm talking about an amazing entrepreneur started from, I'm not even going to say it yet. I'm going to let him explain like his story is absolutely crazy. Yo, Carlton, a little bit about yourself, man. I'm 22, turning 23 in September. I was born in Bahamas to Haitian parents. To this day, I'm still an immigrant. I could say that's what really, I could say that's what really made me who I am. It's putting me in that difficult position to make something happen. It's not too many avenues an immigrant could take as far as when it comes to employment Yo. or financials and things like that that's yo that's definitely true i remember when i first came over here i came literally in the in the ninth grade i'm talking about i spent a whole four years no documentation so no work no nothing yo it's to the point where i couldn't even literally go to college because i didn't have a social for the grant so i definitely know how that felt and literally the only way out is entrepreneurship yeah it's crazy even with me like when i first started school I've been here all my life though. I came here like six months old. Um, but the, the the immigration process is really different depending on how your parents' financials are. The only time I had any type of legal status was when Haiti had that earthquake. You know, they was offering everybody TPS or things of that sort. But even down the you know, something happened down the line where I didn't qualify for that. Later, but me during throughout like middle school and beginning of high school, I used to get straight A's. I'm like, yo, this is the only way I'm gonna be able to go to college. And then senior year came, and when I tell you, I qualified for almost every scholarship. But the only thing that took it away was must be a U.S. citizen. Yeah, it's crazy because literally my story is almost literally the exact same thing. I'm talking about I graduated top of my class, number one, racked up every award that I can find. And on top of that, there was this thing called uh, College Summit. And College Summit, I'm talking about you're in charge of teaching the students how to get scholarships like Bright Futures. You know how to sign up for every single thing, bro. 
And when it when it came to graduation, the last day, <laughs> clean yeah. up. And then summer came, you cannot go nowhere. I don't know if you felt some type of way because I know I felt some type of way where I'm talking about I racked up everything and came August, September, I'm watching every single person go to college, getting ready to start their AA, masters, whatever it is. And I'm just sitting at home like, yo. <laughs> me honestly i never cared to go to college to basically get a degree the only reason i wanted to go to college football that was, that was like the only reason because when it came to me I'm, i like to be a person that learn and then get my hands on in the field because i know in college you got to go to, you don't start working towards a master's until you're a sophomore junior or something like that yeah so <laughs> me me when it comes to like learning or anything avenue going to school the only type of schooling i would do is like trade schools trade like schools. where i go directly you know learn a, a new skill that you know, i could put to work asap as soon as i agree as soon as i'm done yeah. one of the trade schools i went to was to learn how to do window tinting that's something i'm actually in the process of creating right now you know i just bought majority of the supplies created the setup and then after that i'm gonna start hiring employees but the reason that i took the, i could have just easily you know hire the employees and take everything I was supposed to get. But me, anything I'm involved in, I, I want to know how to do it myself. Mm -hmm. you know? So when I hire the employees, you know, there's nothing that they can tell me. Mm -hmm. I done did it. I know what it takes. You so the system, you my, the exactly, <laughs> my expectations of you needs to be aligned. Right. You need to make sure you meet them. You feel yeah. me? But a little background on me as far as when it comes to, you know, entrepreneurship and financials i've i've been a hustler since i was in middle school like middle school i used to go to school with chips mm -hmm. juice candy ah, you was that kid and, and, <laughs> sell it. and then from middle school and then all throughout high school, high school. i did it like it was a point in time mm -hmm. um 10th grade i was making probably like 200 dollars a day Dang. and i had two people on payroll in, in like 10th grade Oh, you an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I was doing all this while still playing yeah. football. So it's, yo, it's to the point I wouldn't even go to, to lunch. Because mm. I'm like, yo, I don't got time to eat lunch because I got customers waiting. Yeah. From there, when I graduated high school, I got a job. This was, I still had the um, TPS at that time. I got a job at the at the beach as a beach attendant, servicing uh, travelers or whatever the case may be at a, a hotel. Sunny Isles called Aqualina, one of the best hotels in the country. And five stars. Like, don't get me wrong, I was making money, but like I said about the you know, immigration status, and plus the normal season, I stayed there for that long. And from there, honestly, I did, after that job was over, I really didn't know what to do next. At that time, the only person, I have five brothers. My father, he used to live back and forth from here in New York. So he wasn't really around like that. And my mother, she she got sick when I was like in the tenth grade. There she ever since tenth grade she never worked again. So the only people that was supporting the family was my two oldest brothers. And that time, one of my oldest brothers had three kids. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no time, no business taking care of yeah. me. My other brothers, you know, we really didn't know what to do when it comes to eating. It would, it would, it would literally be times where we did not eat. Like me and my, me, and I have a twin brother. Me and my twin brother would go a whole day without eating. Whatever we could scrap up to eat, 
be where he. And I don't get me wrong, my dad, he still sent money from time to time when he was in New York, but it, it went towards bills and other stuff like that. And then from there, I think I was in the 11th grade going to the 12th grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was happening because I, after I graduated, I had worked again. Yeah. Um, so, the, so I had that when um, I was in high school. I think it was during the summer. That's when me and my brother fell into scamming. Mm-hmm. We, was, <laughs> we like, yo, it's the only yeah, option, the only way. And now fast forward, you know, getting into that lifestyle, that's when I got arrested. Mm-hmm. And that's what messed up my TPS because um, for immigration, you can't have any TPS, yes. you can't have any doctor, you can't have nothing like that. You have an arrest? Not even an arrest, but a, a criminal background. Because I had got convicted for what I got arrested for. Gotcha. So they took away the, T- the TPS. And fast forward then, the immigration came to pick me up. Well, honestly, miraculously, when immigration picked me up, my father, that's when he finally moved back down to Miami to take care of my mom. He had won a lawsuit. It was either for a million or two million dollars. So when he got that money and I was in immigration, he had the money to basically pay for my lawyers, pay for me to get bonded out. But one of the biggest things that I learned from being an entrepreneur is it's never about making the money. It's about keeping the money. And you know, my dad getting blessed with that amount of money really? at that's that time. Sense, man. <laughs> hey, dude, that's God's sense. His man. money management was not <laughs> there. I'm talking uh, about in a year and a half. All gone. All the money was gone. So the only thing, only way that money even benefited me was paying for my lawyers. Right? Damn. Now, <laughs> at that time, you know, I was still going back and forth with the scamming. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until July 2019, I got arrested again. And this time, the way immigration worked is when you bond out, if you was to get in trouble again, they wouldn't give you bond again. So you're gonna have to stay in immigration holding until you either get a status or you get deported. And me, I didn't qualify for nothing because of my criminal background. The only, the, the judge literally told me straight up, he said, you got two options. He's like, yo, you get deported, you can get married. And I'm like, yeah, leave me too yeah. much of a choice. <laughs> like, so, what kind of choice is that? Hey, I was from um, July. I was in and, and how old are you again? At this time, I was 19. 19, bro. I was 19. Yo, just became an adult. I just became an adult. I was 19. Great. I turned 20 while I was in immigration. I spent nine months in court. I spent seven months in immigration and two months in county jail. But that, at that, when that happened, that was literally like, the last straw for me because this, I knew I was better than that, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, before that even happened, like from middle school and to high school, I was like, one of, if you ask anybody that met me, mm-hmm. I was probably one of the most devoted Christians we ever yeah, met. Yeah. Ah. And just like, yo, <laughs> when people heard, I got into the things that I got, I'm talking about this guy, he nah. encouraged me, nah. no way, like people used to be shocked. But it's like that situation really brought me back to my foundation. And then from there, I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna fall back into doing anything illegal. I ain't even mm-hmm. into that. Like, I gotta make a way. And at that time, I was working for my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother had a, a multi million dollar restoration business where they basically fix houses that have water damage mm-hmm. or you know, hurricanes, mold, fire, things of that sort. I was working for him at the time. and. When I tell you I was sleeping, yeah. like, 
this was I'm talking about laborers work. work. Yeah. You'll be on the roof from 8 a.m. Yeah. to about 6. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about working on the roof, but it's yo, you like a mile yeah, closer yeah. to the sun, like <laughs> the sun beating you down. Like your life was crazy. You catching I, the full heat, bro. And I was working, I wanna say six days out of the week, sometimes even seven. And I probably was making like, you know, I was making part three, three, and then, now remember I told you about the immigration status. Yeah. I'm like, yo, me making this, it's not gonna work. Yeah. What I did was, I signed up for Postmates and Uber Eats. Yeah. I couldn't sign up for um, Uber because um, I didn't have a valid license. So I used my wife's face basically to <laughs> so when I would go pick up the food, my wife's name is Nia. So when I go pick up the food and they see it, a girl face and Nia, and I'm like, nah, that's me. I'm yeah, here to pick yeah. it up. They're like, I would work, I would work 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. on the roof or working inside of a house. And as soon as I leave, I go home, shower. I would take my wife's car and then mm -hmm. we do Uber Eats and Postmates for like from I want to say 10, 11 p.m. Just trying to scrap up everything yeah, I can. Yeah. And then what really, what really changed my life mm -hmm. when it came to being an entrepreneur was my wife showed me a business idea mm -hmm. to basically buy teeth whitening equipment mm -hmm. and rent it out to salons. Oh. And I'm like, at this time, were you guys uh, in a house together because nah, you're married? Or? I was still living with my parents. Man, no house. But she showed me that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can either do that or I can just provide the service myself. Yeah. So from there, I bought the teeth whitening equipment. I learned how to do teeth whitening from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And my brother had an office. He had an office on his face. But it, it was more so of a suite because you walk into it mm -hmm. and you as soon as you walk into it, it's six different office spaces. And he owned all of them. I would rent it out one from him. And that's why I put the teeth whitening equipment. But before I even did that, I didn't even have enough money to do all of that. Mm -hmm. So I took out a loan. I took out a two thousand dollar loan from a friend, and I told him, "Yo, you know, I'm gonna pay you back." I think I told him I'm paying back four thousand in two months. Now, me giving him that—that's put a time on your back. <laughs> me giving him that, you know, basically that interest rate. Mm -hmm. It was based off the the researching I've done. I, I, I did off of. Cosmetics in general. Mm -hmm. I realized that you know how much money women spend just a year just on cosmetics and anything to make them look better. Mm -hmm. So honestly, when I did this, it was solely based for women. Like, yo, that's gonna be my target audience. That's what I'm going after because I know they're the ones that's gonna spend all the money. When you first started, like, um, we're learning basically how to build a persona, learning how to actually know who your target audience is. Was this something you already learned from maybe a prior? school or something doing the hustle because you never think about who's your audience how you gonna market it how far the budget anything like that so how did you learn those type of things honestly it came from prior knowledge from doing you know selling shit like that so mm -hmm. and then i learned even more when i started um researching and youtube and things like mm -hmm. you know how to write a business plan or things of that sort and then i also had my brother when i was doing his restoration and basically how to have a target audience, mm -hmm. how to put the product in their kids and different things like that. Once my friend gave me that loan, you know, I did everything I had to I do. do. 
made an Instagram. I started, you know, the first target was, you know, friends and family. And from there, it just spread it through word of mouth and just repost and resharing everything on everything on social media. And honestly, from there, you know, the business is booming. You know, I paid my friend back. And honestly, the money I was supposed to pay him back, I made it way before. I was even supposed to pay him back. But one thing, one thing my brother taught me is like, whenever you take out a loan, you don't have no money. Every money that comes in belongs to whoever you owe. Because it's like one of the most important things is to pay your debt. It don't matter if you go broke paying your debt. Because paying your debt, it only shows that you're a a person of value. It shows that you know you're a person of worth, that you're reliable and things of that sort. So now whenever you pay off your debt, whoever gave you the loan the first time, they're gonna feel comfortable giving it to you again. It was basically like credit, you know. So, you know, that was the main objective was to make sure I pay him back. What stopped you from basically going to one of those payday loans and instead of going, instead you went to your friend? One, I ain't have no credit. Two, I didn't really have any job because I was getting paid for checks. Yeah. I can not get paid for no debt. Like I said, I you there. Honestly, as soon as I did that and business took off. Enough? I was just, yeah. you know, I just kept going at it, kept going at it. So that was officially your first, my first business. Business. <laughs> I want to say I was making between three to five thousand a month, which is pretty good huh? compared to where I came from, making three to five hundred a week. And then from there, I started um, the business in July twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was July twenty nineteen. I thought about it. I got arrested. July 2018, and I got out March 2019. And then when Corona hit me, I want to say February and March, as soon as it started doing everything with the <laughs> shutdown and all that and stuff, I really thought it was damn. It was a wrap. It was completely the opposite. Yeah, when I tell you, Stimmies. <laughs> I was making probably 9000 a month. Yeah. And because what I was doing then was I wasn't using my um my office space anymore. Mm-hmm. I started doing mobile T fighting and I would drive to Brickell, then I drive not mm-hmm. there. Now I do yeah. all this in one day. Dang. And I would I would mean, Monday to Saturday. Monday <laughs> Only only off days only off Dang. days I had was Sunday. Honestly. And then let's go. From there. Once I started making so much money off doing that, that's when I was doing what's next. What I wanted to do was, I wanted to start flipping cars. So I bought a car off the auction. It was a terrible buy. <laughs> and then the person that bought the car from me, because I didn't have an auction license at the time, he was like, yo, don't rush it, but you're gonna end up making a mistake. I'm like, nah, man, just give me the car. I got the money, just give me the car. The car ended up, after I bought the car, and then everything, Put into it, I probably spent ten thousand, eleven thousand, and the car was not worth eleven thousand. Somebody told me you could get seven thousand. I'm like, yo. <laughs> and when I told you when it came to that car, I refused to take an L. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna sell this car and lose that on four or five thousand dollars. No way. I'm like, you know what? What I'm saying about that? I'm like, you know what? It was a 2017 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna just rent it out. Let's rent it out. I was renting it out for hundred dollars a week, and the first customers was, you know, friends, family, everything that I knew. And sure, it was only hundred dollars a week. 
but some people ask too much other people that's true it's a start exactly <laughs> it's a start so, from there i was making i was still doing the teeth whitening and then i was making 700 a week off that one car alone now that one car was going like yo this thing really making money and then in one month I made three thousand. Now I own the car, so mm-hmm. one of the payments I was making was like one twenty a month mm-hmm. for the car insurance. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, like I could really just start buying cars and renting them out. So from there, I went and bought a 2018 Benz, and I bought a 2019 Chrysler 300, and started renting those out. And now, all of this within a year span. Exactly. <laughs> all this happened in the year 2020. Damn, bro. Now, this is around July when I started the um, mm-hmm. the car rentals. And the Chrysler, I was running that out 300 a day, 150 a day. And the Benz, I was doing that for 200 a day. And like I said, it was just growing. Now, 3000 a month from one car, I was making probably around like eight, 9000 after expenses. Mm-hmm. From the, I was making 8000 from the cars, and then I was making about 3000 4000 from the teeth. Right? So in total, I'm netting like... 11, 12,000 a month, and then from there, this exploded. Damn. I went from three cars, right now I have 12 cars, nice. I have a warehouse, the warehouse where I have the cars is where I do the, the teeth whitening. Dope, and it's like, you just basically no partner, no guests. Oh, but honestly, one thing about it is, business and life in general is a people's thing. It's all about people. I definitely wouldn't be where I am today brother my wife just for the people around me that supported me promoted me it's definitely a big that's what's up yo so it's not two businesses any other ventures that you you know decided yo i'm gonna go ahead and kick start just because now i can manage properly i have the money coming i'm not stressing about anything else now it's just a straight passion those type of venture businesses you have any of those in the works or Honestly, you just build it right now, so. Honestly, I don't have a passion for that. <laughs> There's two things I have a passion for football and making money. It's like, yo, it don't matter what the job is, if money, honestly, I, I really don't. One thing I would encourage anybody that you want to get into business mm-hmm. is most definitely do something that they're passionate about. You don't necessarily have to do something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. in the beginning because you want to be able to generate, you want to be able to generate the income to be able to chase what's your passion. For example, let's say if you're passionate about something that don't make a lot of money, you feel me? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still want to be comfortable while you're doing that. So let's say you create some type of passive income, you're making that passive income, and now you're able to step back and now you're passionate about, you know what I mean? But for me right now, what I have is like I told you with the window tinting, I'm already bought the equipment, you know, and I'm just setting everything up. And I'm also getting ready to buy a LED, mobile billboard truck. The way I came up with the truck was I seen somebody across the street promoting something for the um, Broward County. And I asked him like, yo, cause I was gonna promote my business on it. I'm like, yo, like how much something like this cost? How much you charging? And the man told me 200 an hour and it's four hours minimum. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm doing the calculation. I'm like, charge you like 800? <laughs> For four hours, I'm like, all right, all right. You know, maybe they have a deal if I ask them how much would it cost for all day. And like, all day is eight hours, and that'll be 1600 I'm like, damn, yeah. no, this <laughs> nothing? 
And then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yo, I could spend $1,600 or more than mm-hmm. trying to promote my business, or I could just do it myself. And then from there, I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it myself. myself. <laughs> because not only do I have a lot of people around me that's into business, mm-hmm. but I have my own businesses too. So with that truck, I could promote my businesses. Because one thing about it is being an entrepreneur really taught me how serious marketing is. Even if your brand is garbage, <laughs> if your marketing is there, you're going to make the sales. You're going to make the money. And I'm like, I'll, I'll definitely make that purchase, not only market my business, but also find a way to generate more passive income, reach out to other businesses, create contracts with the city, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. for people that want to promote things. South Beach, Brickle, Wynwood, um, wherever you want them to stay. They park it up right there, yeah. wherever the traffic is, mm-hmm. and everybody's passing through. Oh, So I know, for example, what are the down downtime for you is definitely the prison and the whole transition. But as far as business itself, what would you say one of maybe one of your biggest failure would be within the business? Me, I would say my biggest failures plus mistake would be rushing not only rushing things but not being consistent or being too soft one thing i realized is like you do not pay about your business like you don't pay about it and you don't let nobody else play with it you gotta really take pride in what you do make sure you give your business that respect so other people give them respect too and as far as this rushing thing could say when it came to doing certain things i didn't take really take the time to plan and make sure that i make the right move cross my thoughts and you know make sure i'm doing make sure i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do you know think about the the risk factors the pros and the cons you know i was just ready to jump into it try to make money and i could definitely say that's that's what hindered me the most when it came to elevating in the business world that's dope, yo. I think one of the things that I see a lot of people I miss a little bit is that honestly, you literally can make a business out of anything. Because take for example the whole the <clears throat> the, the truck and the advertisement billboard, where basically it's just something that you saw that your business actually needed. But because your business needed, I'm gonna buy the truck. I will advertise my business on it now, but I can also now advertise somebody else's business for the same fee the guy was paying me and that right there actually just turned to a business on its own there's a business basically in everything that you do it's just that you literally have to pull it out of it literally even you know look at copywriting what is it it's just you writing somebody's copy essay whatever it is in your spare time and that right there can literally turn to a full-blown business and to bring in all the way back to let's just say to high schoolers Literally just giving your friend um, a spare chip for 50 cents, boom, that turned into like a little selling merch shop right there. Just you going around selling it to your friends, etc. and stuff like that. Literally, even for when I'm doing marketing, I had a, a case where basically I was paying this website literally like $45 per month just to send a couple of texts, like a maximum of like 200 texts per week. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, bro, I can build this platform. So why I'm paying all this money? And immediately when I started building this platform that, yo, I I started using it for like way lower because the server and stuff like that, it didn't take much to get up. And then eventually I was able to actually let other people use that for a fee. So it was just about actually 
seeing something and seeing how you can basically profit out of it because in reality all of businesses is just you provide value an exchange for value <laughs> literally that's it that's literally all it is you get me honestly when it comes to making money and making money is the easiest thing ever like even homes ask for money when it, it it's not really about making money it's about knowing how to manage so that that's what really that's what really separate people that makes money and then there's the people that really have money you feel me so at the end of the day it's a longevity thing you can have it for the longest you feel me because that's they even have documentaries of people making it to league and all because of making millions exactly for money management you even have Kanye West when he was in debt so It's yo, it's it's really not about it's it really not about definitely I wouldn't say how much money, but at a at an extent, it don't really matter. Like for example, I could make a million dollars a year, but I not only have time, but I also manage it to where I probably net like eight hundred dollars. Now you have somebody else that makes Two million a year, <laughs> but they're living a lifestyle yeah. that's you know too much. They rarely yeah. have time, and they're netting only probably about seven hundred thousand. You feel me? So it's like who's really winning in that situation? Definitely, definitely. What's your typical schedule look like? Honestly, Honestly now, shoot, I'm home every day. Every day, <laughs> I don't even do nothing. I am. Uh, I yeah. really, I literally run my business from my cameras. I just log on my phone, mm-hmm. make sure my employees doing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. make sure everything is on point, and that's it. I probably, you know, majority of the time stay home watching that. Really? <laughs> but that's what that me staying home mm-hmm. is what um gave it's giving me the time to get onto my next business venture. Yeah. And you know, from there, I'm like automate that business too, and just keep, keep going from there. there. Keep going. That's what's up. When you first started, any books you really dive into? That you followed like to the team, um, anything like that. It was one book was what it was, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Dad, the classic. <laughs> um, another book was Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember. No one is uh, Robert Kiyosaki for Rich Dad Poor Dad. Think and Grow Rich. Forgot who, but I know for sure. Ah, I can never remember our name. Okay, <laughs> it was another book I read. I forgot the name. I think it was something good with that one. Oh, the richest man of the Babylon. Man of Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read that one too. What else? I read that one. It was a it was a, a marketing book. I think it was like how to sell something or how to talk to me. It was something like that. But I would say that the number one books that I would be you know interested in reading is books on how to speak to people mm-hmm. because communication is key. You really know how to speak to people. You can suck anything. Man. Money management, that's what a rich man in Babylon already taught you. How to, how to invest a portion, save a portion, and then spend a portion. That was, that was the books I already focused on. Then, honestly, another book that people don't realize have a lot of business material Bible has so, so many, many principles yo. that it teaches you. On how to manage money, on how to manage a business, mm-hmm. you know, how to sow to make sure you read. And literally, a, a lot of these books, what they do is they they take principles from the Bible 
and they socialize it. Mm-hmm. They use, you know, regular societal terms that you'll understand the things that are. So that's all they really do. But the Bible, Proverbs, what is the Not Solomon, a... I think it was. What is the that taught about business that I've seen? I know, um, I know that the things like plow, work week, and stuff like that. Actually, it's a book I'm trying to remember right now. It is literally from the Bible. I'll just skip it for now. I'll probably remember it later on. It's literally pulling everything from the Bible and show you basically how to build this. So, definitely a Bible, bro. Once you start really diving deep into it, it's literally a blueprint for a successful blueprint. business. It really is. I don't know. All right, that's what's up, bro. All right, actually, my last question I actually want to ask is what are you looking forward to? You know, you're sad, you're chilling, you're basically now, in terms of, you're basically an investor now. So that's pretty much what role you're taking on. What are you looking forward to in the next, let's just say, 10 years? Right now, I have a child on the way. Oh, congratulations, bro. Honestly, I want to be. Me, I'm not a type of person where you're like the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I want to be able to enjoy myself whenever I want. You know what I mean? And not only that, I want to be able to have enough time. Not even have enough, have as much time to devote myself to, you know, ministry, to God, things of that sort. Because I, I found myself, I got to a point where I was, you know, making so much money. I would go days without mm-hmm. praying, yeah. days without reading the Bible. <laughs> And then I had to catch myself like, yo, this is my thing is, it's First Timothy chapter 6, where it basically says, for the love of money. That's what really just <laughs> away is the love. There's nothing wrong with money. Ecclesiastes, it says it's a good thing to enjoy your toils, you know, enjoy your work, enjoy life in general. You know, I, mean? I don't want you to be broke, mm-hmm. but I definitely see myself doing that. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm giving that my undivided attention, that I'm giving that much time like ministry, evangelizing other people. That so I honestly help other Christians become successful. Other than that, I can say what I'm looking for is to really enjoy life, travel more, and help more people. Um, one thing I got into is helping people invest. I would literally make no money from it at all. Like you would come to me, tell me how much money you have, and I would say, okay, this is a good avenue for you to take. This is um, someone looking for an investor. This is how much money you can make. And from um, 2020, 2021, I've helped people make over 50000 in passive income. Just putting their money somewhere, letting it grow, and receiving it right back. And even some of my friends, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'll do you a favor. Give me give me 10000 Give me 20000 You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'll invest in some of my business and make the money back, and I'll give you, you know, interest on top of that money. So, you know, to you know, help them generate some type of passive income. I definitely want to look forward you know, into doing that more often, and that's about it. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm yeah, the story was absolutely crazy, bro. Cause <laughs> to come from that I'm talking about literally, basically literally there was no doors open <laughs> and in some way somehow you managed to literally build your own door and made literally a step through that. And that's the type of story you get me. Although you would hear bits of it, but nobody ever really sat down and actually explained how they were able to make it through. Some people out there, there they make up all type of stories or whatever, just so they can sell you on some stupid cost or whatever it may be. You know, instead of actually just, you know, literally sitting down, 
breaking it down, telling you the step by step how you are actually able to make it out and actually inspiring somebody else. So, yo, I appreciate it so much for actually being here. Game up, take the time, sharing the story, word of bro. And yo, if you had something to say to basically the people right now struggling with no way out, same situation where they just migrate to the country. Or they ain't even might just migrate it. What would you say to them who, for example, feel like there's no more, there's no more vision, there's no more path for that? I'm going to invite as they need to start something. The first thing that I would tell them is to start doing this 100% of the shots that you don't take. So, Absolutely. you know, that's one of the biggest things that keep people at the same level they're at. You know, procrastination. They have a plan, but they're too scared to start on it. People fail all the time. And it's better to fail trying to do something than not try it at all. Because yeah. once you fail, you learn from it, whatever the case may be. You feel me? That's the way it is, bro. A lot of people get fall into that easy money, fast money trap. Where in reality, yo, it's fast money for a reason. It's gonna go fast. Exactly. <laughs> yo, <laughs> it's not gonna be around for too long. So honestly, I made way more money legal than I've ever made. That's it. And the thing about legal money is, yo, it's a long-term thing. It's stock up, whereas illegally, it got to go as soon as it comes in. So, yo, appreciate it so much for coming on for, on today's show. This is literally our very first podcast. I'm, I'm excited to be kicking it off. <laughs> yo, with a legend, bro. Kicking it off strong. Kicking it off strong, bro. Appreciate you so much, bro. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was an absolute pleasure getting to record this episode. This is what this podcast is all about. Getting to hear these amazing stories and learning directly from those who overcome these hardships you might currently be going through. If you want to learn more about Mr. Carlton, I definitely recommend giving him a follow on Instagram at um, Dinero Bolo. That's D-I-N-E-R-O-B-O-Y-L-O. And if you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and give us a follow at The Social Cafe with an S at the end on Instagram. See you guys next week. Love you. Cheers.